Brothers and sisters, today on the Water Podcast, that long, amazing talk for everyone to remember. With your host, Matt Half-White, Half-Wong, we will finally be discussing nasal breathing. It's been long-awaited. People, you've wanted it. You've seen me on my Instagram, on my stories. Nasal breathing for over, uh, what, since last January. So about 14, 16 What's the math on that? Carry the one. Yeah, there you go. 16 months ago now. And yes, it's going to change your life for so many reasons. You will be so much more healthy. You will have so many less issues. Strap in, folks. This is going to be a banger right here. Let's get right into why you don't want to be a mouth breather, also known as a dumb person. No, if you've seen Stranger Things, shout out 11, is it 11, 7, 16 again, (laughs) what's that, you know, you know, you you, you know the words, anyways, uh, mouth breathing is not the way you want to breathe. Our mouth is connected to our to our upper chest and our shoulders. When we breathe through our nose, that is connected to the muscle that is designed for breathing, our diaphragm. You will not find a medical textbook that will tell you the mouth is designed for breathing. The nose has over 30 functions, one of which, a very important one, is breathing. Think of this real quick. Emphysemics. Typically people who have smoked over the course of their life, what they have done is they have lost the ability to use their diaphragm. So, when they breathe, they are and damn, you know what's crazy is me just doing those, those fuck, I don't breathe like that and that shit, wow, that's taxing, I could already feel it, holy shit. My head hurts already, just a few breaths like that. Oh man, that's wild. I did not, you know, I've been an athlete all my life. So instinctively, I've I've breathed through my nose. Uh, You know, we all have heard the breathe through your nose, out your mouth. So I think I've I've exhaled mostly out of my mouth. Um, You realize though at a point, having your mouth open playing sports especially you know your boy's a fighter and in fighting oh man they always point out how you know he's breathing through his mouth you know and he's tired looking so anyways you want to breathe through your nose not through your mouth because 
emphysemics again as they're breathing they're using chest muscles and shoulder muscles <sighs> and what's fucked up is they're using that all day long because they don't have control of their diaphragm so now doing this all day long what happens is those muscles are being overused overstretched they're overactive so what happens is their posture becomes curved and hunched over because those muscles are fucking tight and getting tired and they fucking pull you forward further complicating the breathing because your posture is extremely important to your breath your lungs think about this your lungs are fucking big as shit okay well that's not like not <laughs> uh shit as emphasis not shit as poo poo you know what i mean your lungs go from uh about your upper chest under your armpit all the way down past your lower ribs through these two large sacs on either side of you with millions and millions no literally four to five hundred million alveoli four hundred to five hundred million and millions shout out to the rock alveoli the alveoli are the actual little you know they're, they're so your lungs are these sacks of little little sacks and those little sacks exchange the oxygen in your system they're so large they cover i think it's 75 square meters yeah, I I don't use meters though, so I guess <laughs> what is that like seventy square yards or something? That's also weird. Okay, they're as large. If you stretched them all out, if you laid them out, get this. They're the size of a tennis court. That's how much surface area your lungs have. And again, think about now. Think about your chest right and then think about below your chest right to like your belly button right now if all you're doing is breathing into your upper chest and shoulders right you're not filling all those you're not filling all those millions of alveoli up the nose Maybe it seems like, well, no, but the nose, how do I breathe through my nose? I mean, you know, my nose is small though, right? My mouth is larger, yeah? I'm glad that you brought that question up. The nose, what you see, is actually only 30% of the nasal cavity. 70% of it is in the skull behind that. Think about this. When you've seen a skull, right? The nasal cavity is much bigger than the nose. 
the nasal cavity, the nasal cavity, what it's doing here, what's happening. It filters. This is what happens when we breathe through the nose. Okay. The nose is filtering the air. It's warming the air. It's humidifying the air. It's pressurizing it. And it's conditioning it. It's doing all of this so that the lungs can take the oxygen more efficiently. And there's something huge that's happening. It's huge, huge. It's so huge. When we breathe through the nose, we are increasing our body's nitric oxide capability. Now this, this is really, really big. This, this is huge. Seriously, people, you must listen to the words that are going to come out of this brother's mouth about nitric oxide. Huge. <laughs> uh, my presidential voices. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a man, Doctor Louis Ignaro, who won the Nobel Prize for his work on nitric oxide. And the benefits, uh, so when we breathe through our nose, because our nose is, uh, it's like this, um, it's a series, you know, so not only is it doing all that, all the things I just mentioned, but it's, it's got these things known as turbinates, which are doing all of that conditioning and humidifying. The filtering is happening through the little cilia, the little hairs. It's being slowed down. If you take a breath through your nose right now, you'll notice most likely the first thing that's going to move is your belly, which is good. You want to fill up from the bottom to the top. You want to go from... From the you know you want to fill it up like a meter almost you know what I mean like you know a meter fills up in a video game from the bottom to the top you know what I mean from the bottom to the top now we're here nasal breathing okay I, I couldn't really do a good one there <laughs> but the nitric oxide increase through this nose this is nuts too because your nose is actually it, it consists of, uh, it's kind of crazy, erectile tissue. And I'll get into something kind of crazy too in a second here about that. But you're getting six times more nitric oxide when you breathe through your nose in your whole body. And what this is doing, I know I'm leading up to it real slowly here. I really want you to know all this. This is very important. It's dilating the blood vessels, the blood vessels, lowering blood pressure, improving the blood flow to your organs. Why is this happening? Because 
when it comes in contact with the airways, it's opening them up more. So you can get more air in there. So you could be more efficient in your breathing. Nitric oxide plays a lot of different roles in the body too. A very important one, it being anti-inflammatory. And this is kind of nuts. Apparently, and I heard this Louis Ignaro talk about this, but apparently because it itself is a free radical. But it finds other free radicals to act covalently to take them out. It goes after oxygen radicals known as superoxide and fatty acid radicals, rancid fat in the arteries. So another benefit of the nitric oxide is it prevents clotting and blockages in the arteries. Wild, right? What's the number one killer in America? What, heart disease? Or actually, is it the sick management system? Yeah. You know how many people die from overdoses of prescription? Actually, my bad. Okay, I know. I'm going off on a little tangent here. If you've ever watched Dr. Michael Greger, How Not to Die, nutritionfacts.org, he pointed out you have... Over 100,000 people every year that die from uh, prescription drugs. And I'm not talking overdoses, just the way they were given the drug, right? You have another few hundred thousand, I think it is, that die from medical accidents. And then you have another 100,000 or so that die from infections after surgeries. Wild. Take your health into your own hands. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And we can do that. You've been listening to to these podcasts, right? You see, we can take things into our own hands. We got to take the power back. So, the nitric oxide prevents inflammation of the arterial walls, preventing plaque and cholesterol from building up, Protecting against hypertension, inflammation. What happens when we clot? A blood clot, what happens? Somebody's, you know, you know it. The, the, le- you know, the left side of the body, or is that the heart attack? I think that's a stroke. I'm getting at a stroke, okay? Strokes are less if we could get more nitric oxide in our system. What I was going to get at about the, uh, (laughs) what's kind of wild about the erectile tissue. So Viagra was apparent, was originally designed as a blood pressure medication. And when they were doing the trials for it, they found that there was a uh, side effect in all the men. They all got these boners. (laughs) The nurses actually noticed it. They were like, oh shit. So they shelved the product because they were like, that's not what we want it for. Prior to 1992, 
nobody knew what the neurotransmitter was that was involved in erectile uh, dysfunction. And then they found that it's actually nitric oxide. And if you think about what the, the main thing I said about nitric oxide is it and you and what's crazy is nitric oxide they sell this shit as like, you know, you could buy supplements of nitric oxide. Don't do that shit. Eat better food. Always eat better food before you go to supplements. Always eat better food. But anyways, uh so then they ended up finding out that oh shit, it's nitric oxide. And then the FDA fast-tracked it, right? Of course they would. Male chauvinism. That's some fucking sexist-ass shit right there, right? Anyways. So they found that, hey, it actually increases, you know, the blood flow to this region. If you have low nitric oxide in your body... We're just going to go to the thing, you know, so hypertension, higher blood pressure. You have more um, obese people have uh, lower nitric oxide. Sedentary people have lower nitric oxide. And there could be a couple reasons for this, too, because, well, think about this. Exercise in itself increases nitric oxide because as you start pumping, more blood is moving through the system, more blood through your skeletal muscle creates more pressure through the arteries, and then that actually triggers something, an enzyme, nitric oxide synthase, that creates and activates more nitric oxide. And of course it does because the nitric oxide comes through to dilate the arteries. Dylan, 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 hot fire, Dylan. Shout out Dave Chappelle. <laughs> so the nitric oxide needs to come through to dilate the arteries to accommodate for all the extra blood flow. You know, because you get the pump when you work it out. You get the pump, the pump. Oh, the pump, it feels so good. I'm not going to go into more of that. It's hilarious, though. Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about the pump. Blood flow brings oxygen and nutrients. It also carries away lactic acid and other pain-producing metabolites that occur when we're working out. So, you want more nitric oxide in your body. Another thing, this is wild too. Nitric oxide, where it's most concentrated in the body, 10 times more of it is in your brain than anywhere else. Nitric oxide promotes learning, memory, and information recall. So, they believe actually that Alzheimer's, dementia are from a lack of nitric oxide in the system. 
that fucking wild? And all this, again, you get no nitric oxide production in your mouth. You only get nitric oxide production breathing through your nose, six times more production in your body. But here's something else that's wild. You will get 15 times more by humming. Isn't that fucking crazy? I don't know what the, I, I, I don't have the mechanism on how that fucking works. But 15 times more when you hum. So, you know, maybe, maybe humming while you work. <laughs> Some crazy shit, right? Crazy. I think so. So you want more nitric oxide in the system. You want to breathe through your nose. And you know what? In America, in the West, we, we're, we're, we're not good breathers. We have very bad breathing. And it starts, starts in childhood. Gotta say, you know, uh, like most of our unconscious behavior, our subconscious behavior. You remember these practice podcasts? Practice? We talking practice? Yeah, if you remember part one and part two of that. Um, 95% of our actions as an adult are coming from our subconscious because your body, your brain wants to make things easier for you, right? So once you've learned something too, right, it, it dials it in for you, right? Like you don't got to think about walking. You, you know, if you throw, if you've been You've been throwing baseballs around since a child. You don't got to think about that shit. You just fucking throw and catch. You know what I mean? And what's, you know, your your body has just put it back into, yeah, this is just subconscious. I don't got to think about this shit. So that way you have more ability to do other things. You don't got to think about all these, uh, this kind of stuff. And what's crazy though is as babies... We breathe good. Nasal breathing, diaphragm moving up and down. So what happens? This is wild. So the beginning of having good breathing actually starts with breastfeeding. Because when a baby has to breastfeed, and you know what's crazy is I, I've heard from, from women about how, you know, it's hard to get the baby to latch and to do these things and it's, uh, it's sensitive and, uh, and I used to think, oh man, that's crazy because I, you know, my mind, you know, yeah, you think, oh, I, I guess it should just be easy, right? Like, it, you know, but actually as I did the research, as I've listened to people talk about this nasal breathing, um, and real quick too, I mean, yeah, I do a lot of research for these podcasts to, 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 but you know, I live this stuff, you know, when I first heard about the nasal breathing and how it's more efficient breathing right away as an athlete, I just, I think it was the next week I was like, oh, okay, well I got to start running with water in my mouth. 
But anyways, to go back to the babies and the the manip so the nipples. Yes, we're gonna <laughs> the nipples. We're gonna talk about the nipples and the manipulation of a baby's mouth around that nipple is actually the beginning of developing the facial muscles. Because get this, uh, where do I have this? Forty percent, I think, of the. I think it's only 40% of the facial cavity is developed. Where are my numbers? Numbers, numbers, numbers. Give me numbers, please. Uh, yeah, 40%, 60% of the growth of a child's face is achieved by four, right? Because, you know, the, the, the baby is still growing. The whole body is still growing. So by 12 years old, 90% of it is, is, is developed. And why that's important? Because to develop a functional face, one where you will breathe more easily, more efficiently, and have better health outcomes, it starts, and, and it starts with manipulation of the facial muscles around the nipple. And I want to say this shit, you know, uh, I've had people in the past, they listen to my sleep podcast and it's like, fuck man, I'm a new parent. Like now I, you know, how do I get all this sleep? Oh my God, Candida did what? I eat sugar all the time. Look, I'm not, yes, to some extent, I want to make it apparent how dangerous some of these common practices in the West are. They're not normal. They don't, you don't need to... A lot of what we define as normal is just common because everybody's got fucked up lifestyles. Real quick, quick tangent. I think her name is uh, Elisa Vitti. She wrote this book on periods or menstruation or something like this. Um, I know that's... <laughs> or something like this, right? I've seen her on... Uh, what's that? Women of Impact... And this blew my mind. I always thought as a guy, you know, you think about, you hear women, uh, she wrote the women code, the woman code, Elisa Vitti. Wow, look at that memory. Nasal breathing, memory recall. What's up? FTW for the win. Smack, smack. Anyways, Elisa Vitti. I used to think, you know, oh yeah, and especially because it's fucked up, right? Uh, you know, the Bible says, Women, you know, have to go through pain in menstruation. They have to go through the pain of childbirth, all because of Eve. As, because every woman is a descendant of Eve, apparently. So, you know, I'm growing up thinking, oh, this is just, you know, it's, nor you know, it's normal. I don't know how many women, too, think, oh, you know, this, this is just my fucking plight. This is just my punishment for being a woman. For being a badass that can carry a fucking baby and push it out through my own erectile tissue. Fucking nuts. Anyways, so uh, she pointed out to me that actually PMS is common. It's not normal. And what's happening is it's an imbalance in the diet between the omega-6 fatty acids and the omega-3 fatty acids. You will have more omega-6s than 3s in your diet. But it should be at a ratio around 3 to 1 to 5 to 1. Actually, amazingly, that's actually like the, the uh, um, 
Okay, no, no, no. Anyways, three to one to five to one. What we have in America, though, in the West, that sad diet, standard American diet, <laughs> we have a ratio of omega sixes to omega threes, fifteen to one to twenty five to one. It's fucking off the charts. What is that? Why? What? 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 More fish? No, don't eat fish. It's rancid. It's nasty. It's fucking. Look at watch. Watch somebody. Watch Frontline talk about it. Right? They talk about uh, how most fish oils, because again, it's highly oxidative. They go bad right away. That shit's not good for you. Eat more greens. Eat more greens. Anyways, um, omega-6s, what are these? These are all the processed foods, all the oils in the processed foods. Too much omega-6. Not enough omega-3s. Isn't that crazy? I thought that was nuts. So, going back also now to the baby right think about this now the baby uh breastfeeding good you know it's starting to manipulate its mouth but now if you they don't breastfeed and they go to a bottle super easy no work in the facial muscles and then they go from bottle to more soft foods not chewing again no uh, no development of the facial muscles. Here's something fucking wild too. Uh, get off get off uh, get off get off get off garbage. You know? That's that that's that baby brand, right? Berber? Garbage? What's it called? You know what I'm talking about. You shouldn't you be careful of all the fucking dairy. And all the fucking uh, sugar that those mainstream products are giving your child right away. If you remember from Candida did what? The more sugar we eat, the more sugar we will crave. And you don't think Nestle and these fucking brands don't know that? You know how much money they spend on the smartest and the brightest to develop food chemists and to use food science so that you will eat their food throughout I mean you can't it's it's fucking wild to me when it's like oh like my child loves this kind of sugary food all they want is McDonald's it's like fucking what like they don't got no money you're the one paying for this shit you're the one feeding it to them and here's another thing they don't know like, think about a baby. A baby doesn't fucking know, like, uh, the baby doesn't know all the same shit that you have a, um, correlation with these foods about, right? I mean, I think it's often like, oh, but you know, they want some sugar and like, you know, it's a treat and, you know, I want to give them treats. And it's like, you're giving them a crutch and you're starting them off with weakness, and and uh, seriously, you know, up to 400 years ago, there was no evidence of um, crooked teeth. Yeah, we're about to get into some shit here. Crooked teeth came about 
so this guy, I think is Weston Price in like the early 20th century. He looked through this shit. He, uh, he found that, yeah, about 400 years ago, skulls in the, they, they, of the upper middle class people, people who had more access to sugary processed foods was the first sign of crowded teeth. Here's another thing that's, that's possibly happening too, right? When you get all this, one thing too, I mean, check this. I think the, uh, the numbers for people that are, um, what is that? What do you call that? Lactose intolerant. I mean, we're talking to like three out of four people in the world. We're talking like 65% of people, I think in America that have like, uh, insensitivities to dairy and so right away you think dairy to your fucking child what the fuck just be careful i mean you know there's all these all these companies they have a lot of you know like the in dairy industry very powerful lobby the dairy industry actually lobbies more against the idea that saturated fat is a uh you know is the cause of heart disease clogging of arteries and this shit more so than the meat industry because because saturated fat i think most of it comes from dairy i get it ice cream's delicious right and i get it you think that you know you got milk got milk got milk got milk got milk think about how many millions of dollars they spent on those ad campaigns to tell you that uh milk does bones good when it actually doesn't do bones good. Yeah, I know that's fucking wild, right? Look it up. This isn't something I was going to talk about right now, but uh, it actually contributes. If it, I think it makes the body more acidic, and this actually this is great to to bring up too. I didn't. Everything happens for a reason. That's not a song, but <laughs> so think about this. Your fucking garbage food for your baby it has all this sugar. And sugar goes by all kinds of different names too. Go look it up. If you haven't been looking up your fucking, the back of your foods yet, because you just think, oh, it's food and food's safe, of course, right? No, look that shit up. Look up what sugar does. Look at, or look up all the different names of sugar. But now sugar and fucking um, dairy can contribute to more acidity in the body. This is wild. Now, if the body is more acidic, there's all kinds of complications with the lungs and the kidneys. This is wild. And now because of that, um, you could have some wild ass symptoms. Jaundice, increased heart rate, Fruity smelling breath. Headaches. Fatigue. Confusion. Rapid and shallow breathing. It's hard to have rapid and shallow breathing when you're breathing through your nose. And something now, if you happen to have intolerances to dairy or sugar... You know, what's a, a main thing I hear with a lot of people and I ask them to nasal breathe or I'm, I'm conveying 
how important it is to nasal breathe. People commonly bring up their noses congested. So if you have a congested nose, you're going to breathe through your mouth. And now, again, that rapid and shallow breathing of the mouth is linked to our emotions. 80% of the signals, you know, so the brain and body are talking to each other. 80% are going from your body to your brain. And again, think about it. So, so, you know, so think about this. If your body is going through rapid, shallow breathing, right? What's that? (sighs) That kind of breathing is like somebody in a fight or flight state, not like somebody in a rest or digest. You have two, you have the, you have your autonomic nervous system, right? You have your sympathetic nervous system, (gasps) fight or flight, right? And then you have your parasympathetic nervous system. Relaxation, right? Now, if your body is in a fight or flight mode, your blood is being rushed away from your organs. That's why, you know, you get, you get fucking, uh, you get heated about some shit. You feel stressed, like, right? Your fucking limbs are getting on fire, right? You're fucking, you're brushing that blood there because back in the day on the savannah and the jungle, you needed to run from that fucking stressor. What's helping you do that? Cortisol, adrenaline, stress hormones running through the body. The only way they come back down is if you exercise or do some physical activity because that's how that stress response was designed. It was designed to push you to do that shit. But instead, today we stress out in the car, in traffic. We stress out at the desk. Here's a nutty thing. 80% of people, office workers, suffer from something called email apnea. This is a trip. So you get to your fucking computer, right? You turn on your emails and you got fucking 75 emails and you know that you have to fucking write 22 more already and you're like, so what do you do? I wish you could see me, but you you hold your fucking breath because it's stressing you out. And then... So, hold it, right, 
And what's crazy is this again is an evolutionary response. You listen to these old podcasts. It's amazing, right? You go through how we go through this stuff and there are these evolutionary responses, right? Because the evolutionary response is you're out on the savannah. You fucking see a goddamn predator. What do you need to do? <gasps> you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. You don't want him to hear you breathing. And that's what we do at the desk. And it ain't good for us. You need oxygen in your brain. Get to that in a second. Let's go back to childhood here, though. Crooked teeth. So these crooked teeth is because the jaw is too small. Why is the jaw too small? Well, very, very interesting here. So as that face is developing in childhood, you actually need your mouth closed so that your tongue rests against the upper roof of your mouth. And this actually forces the mouth and the facial structure, the jaw, to widen. You look this fucking you look up anything that I'm saying and fucking, you know, if I'm if I'm wrong, please tell me. No man was hurt, no or woman <laughs> was ever hurt by the truth. It's by living in falsehood that harms us. You look it up right now. I would love you to actually look up uh, mouth breathers versus nose breathers. And you can see the different face that develops from the one as opposed to the other. Mouth breathers have a narrow face, crooked teeth, a head that leans forward, short space between the upper lip and nose, receding lower jaw and chin shoulders slump forward bags under the eyes we go over every single one of these too on why they happen I've, I've, I've watched enough of this so that narrow face that crooked teeth again because the tongue wasn't in the correct resting position so it's either in the fucking roof of the mouth or it falls in the back and when it falls in the back it's not giving it the pressure to develop correctly why would the head lean forward why would the shoulder shoulder slump forward well because they're mouth breathing like emphysemics so these fucking muscles become fucking shortened tired bags under the eyes so let's go to this sleep apnea that's where the bags under the eyes comes from. Because if you're mouth breathing during the day, you're mouth breathing at night. And you do not want to mouth breathe at night because that will develop sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is linked in children to hyperactivity, trouble focusing in school, Depression and anger 
bedwetting. And here's the thing too, right? Like the bedwetting, uh, this is, this is super interesting. So if you have sleep apnea, if you remember, did I do a podcast on sleep? Yeah, I did sleep, right? <laughs> that is not a good, uh, uh, yeah, I did one on sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, um, I did, I did, I did. I remember, see nitric oxide. I breathe, breathe through my nose and memory recall. I remember, I remember, I remember, remember, remember. Uh, this is wild. So when you get into the stages of deep sleep, there's four stages of sleep, uh, four cycles of sleep, four stages, my bad, four stages of sleep, uh, equals one cycle. A cycle is about 75 to 90 minutes. Now, when we hit those deep, when we hit, and you gotta, you gotta to hit a whole cycle of sleep. You got to be asleep that whole time. And it may, that may sound like, duh. But the thing is with sleep apnea, what's happening is the mouth is open. Watch, right? You go, oh. You know why they do that? Because literally that the mouth is open. They're not breathing through their nose. And that is literally the body now trying to fucking suck in air. Because literally you stopped breathing. That's scary as fuck. So you're not getting the oxygen you need. And this is a third of your life fucking sleeping. And now if you don't go through all the stages of sleep. So what I was going to get at with the bedwetting. In the stages of deep sleep, you actually release a hormone called vasopressin. Vasopressin. Vasopressin, vasopressin. I don't know. You tell me vasopressin is a hormone released in deep sleep that allows you to retain your fluids but if you are fucking snoring and this man snoring is sleep apnea is a fucking killer straight facts i never knew you know i think that might have been the first thing too i heard about this where i was like oh shit i need to start nasal breathing like right away Cause I know I, you know, I've, I've, I've heard my wife tell me I snore, you know, and I didn't think anything of it, you know, snoring, right? Again, we mistake common for normal and you could fine, go ahead and get semantic on me. All right. Semantic. Yeah. Not Semitic. <laughs> get semantic on me. Okay, fine. It's normal because everybody fucking does it. Right. Fine. It's not healthy. Argue me there, smart ass. It's not healthy. It's not healthy to fucking interrupt your sleep because you can't breathe. If you're waking up with a dry mouth, if you're waking up with headaches, if you're waking up and you've been quote unquote asleep for seven to eight hours yet you're tired you feel like you need caffeine every sunrise you need nasal breathing in your life you need to practice it 
wherever you are, just start now. That's the thing with nasal breathing. You don't need anything to get started. If you got a congested nose, there are um, butyenko, butyenko. That's how you spell it, butyenko, yenko, butyenko breathing. There are methods to decongest your nose that involve simple things like, uh, I think it's just plugging your nose and like shaking your head back and forth, unplugging it, breathing, plugging your nose, shaking your head back and forth. Um, I wasn't prepared to get into this. I heard this. I'm not, I, I look this up. You'll find five minute videos on how to, how to decongest your nose naturally, or go ahead and buy more chemicals. Have a, have a, just have a reliance on chemicals and go buy chemicals. I'm being facetious if you can't hear it in my voice. <laughs> Don't, I, I never want you to buy chemicals. Fuck that. Fuck all that shit, man. The sleep apnea. You know, this one guy I listened to, Patrick McCown. He is from Scotland. He talks like Tiss. Tiss and Tat. Cool guy. I, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> I just think it's funny how the Scottish talk like this. They don't pronounce the H. When they have tots, they talk like this. Uh, he was recalling how in his own life, he is the author of Oxygen Advantage. He's worked with people for over 20 years, I believe, on breath work correcting their breath, um, reversing asthma in people. You know, it's wild. I mean, I had, anyways, that, that, that's, just, that's some other shit. But he, um, he was mentioning how himself as a child, hard to focus in school because he's, he's, he was a, nasal, a mouth breather. And how, again, because the emotions are linked to our bodily responses. And now again, when you have that sh that rapid, fast breathing, your brain is rapid and fast. So he said he was always in his head. It was hard for him to just sit and focus. And then now too, you can't sit and focus because again, you're fucking uh, not sleeping right yeah you're not sleeping right right do you see this fucking crazy domino effect of all this shit let me go back to the sleep apnea too because the sleep apnea starts in our childhood then it it it, it stays prevalent through adulthood again like dr bruce lipton said who i've pointed out in the practice and the awareness podcast 90 95 percent of our actions coming from our subconscious our subconscious being developed as a child our brain doesn't know it's not make our brain isn't making a hey whoa this is bad for you don't do it like you know it's just fucking you're doing it we're doing it too and i'm gonna make it easier for you no matter what the fuck it is sleep apnea is fucked up too all right 38,000 people a year die 
from heart disease with sleep apnea as the complicating factor. If you have sleep apnea, if you're not able to fucking breathe in a third of your life, especially in that third of the life when during sleep we're getting human growth hormone. As a, as a child, you're always getting fucking human growth hormone. That's why it really doesn't matter what you fuck. I mean, it does. It totally matters what you eat. But like, you know, how many people... You know, they like trash and, they, you know, still at like 15, 14, 16. I mean, they were, they were relatively thin. This might actually not be true at all today now as I'm saying this shit. I mean, I'm an 80s, 90s kid. You didn't have that many fat kids today, man. Whew. Whew. It's wild today. It's wild. So the sleep apnea raises your blood pressure, raises your heart rate, raises your blood volume. Raises your inflammation and stress. It's fucking crazy too, man. You would think, you know, earlier I said to you, oh, the blood, it brings the nutrients. It's good for you, right? But blood volume being raised. So right now, I'm going to tell you right now, right now, you have cancer in your body. I don't care who you are. Every single one of us has cancer in in the body the thing is most cancers are small they're 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 white looking and again like if you watch if you look at my uh you look through look through my highlights on on matt half white half wong the my instagram page right on healthy living or on nutrition or food facts look through my food posts You'll often see me putting that certain foods are anti-cancerous, right? I know quercetin, it found in onions and uh, I believe garlic, uh, glutathione. You know, there's these things, there, there's these, and it's like, how the fuck are they anti-cancerous, right? You know, that's what I thought. Like, whoa, like, is this, you know, I had to look, for me, I see things one time and I got to look it up more and find more info on it. Because I'm like, for real? Like, what's that about? And the thing is, yeah, because uh, what they do is they strip the ability of cancer to grow from those little white guys to big, bad red guys. And what's a big, bad red guy? A big, bad red guy has a blood supply. Once they find a blood supply, then they're able to start accumulating, multiplying, getting larger. Straight nuts, right? Sleep apnea, uh, you know, 60 per, 60% of people with heart failure have sleep apnea. You have a two to, time, two to three times higher uh, chance of getting a stroke. Because all the shit that's happening, or actually I should say not happening, because your sleep is being interrupted. And I gotta, I gotta, because everybody's on fucking caffeine, I gotta, I gotta fucking say some shit about that too. You know... It's a drug, and it should be used sparingly, and it should be used before 11, and, you know, it should be used in the sunrise, early. Why? Because it has a half-life of eight hours. So if at 12 o'clock you have 200 milligrams, you have 100 milligrams swirling around your system still, at eight o'clock. What's that mean? 
You may not feel wired. You may pass out and go to sleep. The thing that's happening, though, is you're actually having these micro-sleeps, or they call micro-wakes. So what's happening is because that caffeine is a fucking stimulant to your nervous system, you're actually not going through the stages of sleep which allow you to feel recovered, which allow you to feel rejuvenated when you wake up in the sunrise. And then now it started a whole new cycle. You've woken up. You should be rested. You should, when you wake up, if you're, as long as you're getting a good amount of sleep, if you're getting under six hours of sleep and you're waking up and you feel like shit, then yeah, of course you are. Like you need more sleep. Like sleep is extremely important. You should not be waking up, restarting that whole fucking cycle to now have more caffeine because you're like, oh my God, like I feel fucked up, right? I mean, this shit leads to adrenal fatigue. You fucking burn out your kidneys. And isn't that interesting too, to think again about how these things are connected, right? More acidity in the body because of sugar and fucking dairy. And again... Uh, you know, this isn't that Candida did what episode. Unfortunately, an episode that hasn't, doesn't have as many views as a lot of the other ones. And it's a really, you know, I think because it just sounds like, what the fuck is this? Candida did what? Like, what is that? Yeah. You know, my titles and my descriptions aren't the best, but the podcasts are all straight fire. You're going to learn something in every single one of them. Uh, and any one of them that makes you feel uncomfortable, that is probably where you need to go and listen to. But the gut bio, my gut microbiome, there's more connections from your gut to your fucking brain. All the shit that you're eating, the more you eat of it, the more your body tells you to have more of it. Sugar feeds certain bacteria known as candida. And then they want more sugar. So the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you want. All Every fucking food company knows this. That's why they try to add that shit in everything. Dextrose, maltose, barley malt, fucking uh, apple juice concentrate, concentrate, pear juice concentrate, grape juice concentrate, fucking um, brown sugar. Coconut sugar, turbinado sugar, all kinds of fucking different names for it, man. Look it up. There's like 40, 50 different fucking names for sugar. They may be, yeah, beet sugar may come from beets rather than cane sugar. It's still fucking sugar. They took away all the fiber. Try You try to eat right now eight fucking oranges. Just try it. But if you juice eight oranges into a... 12 ounce glass you will drink that shit within 30 seconds and then want more the difference between the two is the fiber every fruit even if you ate sugar cane straight whole there's enough fiber in that shit to cancel out the deleterious effects of sugar Ooh, deleterious Ooh. <laughs> somebody's been up on the dictionary nah Nah, son. Anyways, 
That shit's wild, man. And another thing, here's another fucking crazy thing about sugar real quick too. Chemically, it's the same in your body. It looks the same in your body as vitamin C. That's wild, right? So the more sugar you eat, the more you block your body's ability to utilize vitamin C. And vitamin C, fucking vitamin C has so many. I'm going to go through right now the functions of vitamin C in your body. Straight, I'm, I'm just going to straight read right now. Aids in the healing of wounds. Aids in the synthesis of collagen. Benefits immune system by increasing number of white blood cells and interferons, proteins that can fight viruses and cancer. Decreases adrenal steroid production. Decreases production of leukotrienes, which contribute to symptoms of allergic reactions. Decreases rate of gum disease. Decreases rate of stomach cancer. Decreases risk of heart disease. Again, we're just going over the functions of vitamin C, just vitamin C. Helps carnitine synthesis, which breaks down fatty acids, releasing energy. Helps in the metabolism of tyrosine, an amino acid that synthesizes protein. Helps regenerate vitamin E, glutathione, and uric acid. A lot of people are going to like this benefit of vitamin C, possibly. Increases fertility. Increases HDL cholesterol. Oh, look at this. Vitamin C increases nitric oxide. Enhances the body's absorption of iron. Fuck, man. I'm only halfway through, too. <laughs> Involved in catecholamine synthesis, with which prepares the body for activity or to handle stress. Involved in the production of serotonin is a diuretic. Probably know this one for sure, right? You only, we only really think of vitamin C as a powerful antioxidant. But did you know vitamin C lowers blood pressure? Lowers the incidence of cataracts? Lowers triglycerides? Needed for progesterone production? you're a woman you know what's up with progesterone i believe needed to maintain glutathione levels which are very important for good health prevents the formation of nitrosamines compounds that can cause cancer so here again getting to how nutrients are anti-cancerous and how they are such they prevent the free radical damage of bad cholesterol they prevent some forms of lung disease, reduce bruising, reduce damage, reserves the energy production capacity of the mitochondria. Fucking wild, no? That was all vitamin C. Go ahead and take that back. I was like, well, that's all vitamin C. And here's what's wild, too, about vitamin C. I didn't mean to get into this, but your boy knows a lot about health. Vitamin C, we used to produce our own vitamin C. Other animals produce, their other mammals, they produce their own vitamin C. Now, usually in humans, in any species, a genetic mutation only wins out 
because it's beneficial to the organism. It was a genetic mutation that actually made it so that we didn't produce our own vitamin C anymore. Why the fuck would that happen, right? Well, when we were out in the savannas, when we were out in the jungles, when we were out wherever the fuck we were living as primitive man, right? We got so much vitamin C in our diets from foraging uh, fruits and leafy greens, eating plants, that our body said, yeah, we need to stop producing this shit. You know what happens, right? When you take steroids, right? You take testosterone. As a man, your balls get smaller, right? Because your body's like, uh, yeah, I guess this doesn't need to work. <laughs> That's why you should be fearful of taking any type of hormone, melatonin included, because you're going to give the signal to your body to stop producing it on its own. So yeah, fucking, and what's also wild is they've been reducing the daily value of vitamin C, like the RDA, you know, the recommended daily allowance. And so it competes with sugar in our body and it's worn out more through stress. So, and that stress can be, you know, again, the email apnea stress, the sleep apnea stress, the stress of fucking, you know, oh, work, the stress of traffic, the stress of, oh, this guy's not, oh, that, you know, the stress of goddamn news, (laughs) not even to mention just the environmental stress that goes on through our bodies, right? And actually, this brings me to, you know, I don't think what I pointed out one of the most important, I don't know if I pointed this out yet. One of the most important reasons to breathe through your nose is because nitric oxide is antimicrobial, antiviral. It comes in contact with viruses and bacteria, infections, and it fucking neutralizes it when you breathe through your nose and it's going through that cilia through those turbinates it goes through something in our nasal cavity called adenoids it then passes through the tonsils both structures are for our immunity Both structures, part of the immune system, both structures capturing bacteria and viruses, invaders, pathogens, and neutralizing them. Breathing through your mouth does not do that. Breathing through your mouth increases the rate of uh, gum disease, cavities, Canker sores, fucking uh, chapped lips, 
the indigenous people knew what was up. You know, there's this group of, uh, it, there's an indigenous tribe, the Tahumara. Did I say that right? The, Taha, the Tahumara in Mexico. These fucking people run 62 miles a day. The Tahumara in Mexico. 62 miles a day. And they don't open their mouths. It's all nasal breathing. There's another tribe in the Amazon. They wake up early. And then they go chasing. They go chase their prey. They go chase animals. And they run after them for several hours. Until that animal collapses from exhaustion. And then they kill it. Isn't that crazy? And the whole time, they keep their mouths shut. There's a rite of passage of these indigenous people that I heard about. I don't know if it was one of these tribes, maybe in a whole other tribe. There's a lot of indigenous people still around the world. There used to be a lot more. We all used to be indigenous people. Um, the rite of passage was... For the child to become a man or woman, I, I think it was regardless. But what they needed to do, they gave them water in their mouth. And then they needed to run to a location in the desert and spit that water back out. And the reason being, if they got lost into the desert and if they kept their mouth open... They would dehydrate and die. Because you lose 44% more moisture through the mouth. It's just inefficient. It's inefficient. It's You know what's crazy is this uh, James Nestor. Uh, he's another one of these authors. He's talking about how, you know, when he did the research, he's just a journalist. He did the book. I think he did his book that's just called Breathe even. Uh, but when he did the research into his book and he talked to doctors at first, these doctors told him, ah, yeah, it doesn't matter how you breathe, mouth breathing, no nasal breathing, shallow, fast, whatever, the body will compensate. The body will compensate for sure. It's not efficient. It's not healthy. And one, co one way to compensate with something is to give up and die. And I'm not saying, yeah, that mouth breathing will kill you. Well, it's going to kill you younger. It, it, it really it really is. I mean, the, the incident of uh, sleep apnea as you get older, it's way higher, too. I mean, this is the number one. In my opinion, you know, of course, if you're an athlete and you're not nasal breathing and you're not shutting your mouth, that fucking drives me wild. I watch MMA fights and I look at fucking dudes as they breathe through their mouth in that first round. I'm like, this motherfucker. I see him on the fucking uh, bench, fucking, you know, on the, on the chair, sucking wind. It's like, shit. And granted, I mean, MMA fighters are in great shape. And look, they could still put out a high pace and a high amount of, of, uh, of output. And they're not even breathing efficiently. Now to think if you do breathe more efficiently, 
I mean, I just put I just put a secret out there. Shh, don't tell people that. Tell them it's just about the sleep apnea. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But uh, that sleep apnea, man, for everybody and anybody that knows somebody that snores, I mean, what you can do today at your desk. I should have told you this in the beginning. You should have just put some water in your mouth and you should have listened to this podcast. If I could just get into my own experience a little bit with this. I've had really good breathing for a while. I've done yoga. You know, if you if you heard my uh, why I have injuries and I still rock on, you need to listen to that podcast. It's a really good one too. But yoga saved my life. I know that's that's maybe hyperbolic, but it's given me so much more time in my life. And one of the things that it's it's helped is my breathing. And one thing that's very important when in combat and fighting another man is your breath. And I've had plenty of training partners. Uh, you know, for me, I'm aware of it too. If I get if I pass your guard, I get to side control. I start fucking. I could see. I could see. I could hear it. I could hear it. I could sense the fucking panic. The breathing gets fucked up. That breathing. Woof. As opposed to now, if I get mounted, if I get somebody get to my back, if somebody fucking puts me in a bad position, I know even more important for me now to fucking whoa, control your breathing. Get calm. Fucking don't fucking freak out. It's going to only give him more energy to fucking finish this shit. I ain't, I'm not going to do that. Got to have that poker face. And part of that poker face, you know, and actually as I say part of that poker face, right? You know Hicks and Gracie? The greatest of the Gracies? The champion of the Gracie family? The one that they thought would be too unfair if they put into the UFC. You know, he has some crazy breathing that he does. You know, he taught the Incredible Hulk how to breathe. <laughs> no, but he talks about how his breath work, and he does seminars now, and he actually might do an hour, hour and a half of just breath work before he gets into jiu-jitsu with people. But he's talked about how Controlling his breath allowed him to control his emotions and allowed him to control the pace of a fight. Jocko Willink, is that his last name? Willink, Wilnick, Willink, Jocko, you know Jocko. Bald-headed fucking big motherfucker, Navy SEAL. He'd talk about how as a Navy SEAL is very important that you never sounded panicked. And as he was like a squad leader... He always made sure that when he got on the fucking, you know, the intercom and he had to convey a command that he was calm. So what did he do? Took a deep breath. 
when you take a deep breath too, what's important here is not getting a lot of air in, but actually getting a lot of air out. It's the exhale that's really important because the exhale allows you to get rid of more oxygen so you can take more oxygen in. Uh, but he would do this so that he could get on the, you know, so yeah, crazy shit's happening, but now this allows him to get on the mic and fucking be calm and give whatever the command is. The Defense Department is actually working with combat veterans and Navy SEALs in using breathwork and yoga. They're not new agey type people. You know, earlier I said I was going to mention some shit about meditation. And I do want to mention some shit about meditation. Because here's another thing. The breathing activates different um, centers in our brain. There's different breathing for different area related to different functions uh, in our brain. So, meditation, for instance, what's the what's the deal with meditation, right? Why is it so good for the body? The brain is very responsive to our environment. All right. You know, I mentioned a little bit about the vagus nerve. Now, this vagus nerve is the longest nerve in our body, and it's running through vagus from vagabond, wanderer, right? Etymology. You know we love the dictionary at the Water Podcast. So vagus nerve, vagabond, wandering. It goes through our diaphragm. It goes through our trachea. Our larynx, right? The voice box. Runs through our fucking facial muscles into our fucking brain. If you've ever seen somebody and you thought by just seeing their face you knew they were stressed, give yourself a congratulations because you did know and you were correct. They predict that there will be AI in the future that will be able to predict by looking at people's facial muscles and sensing the tone in their voice they will be able to know what their stress levels are so what's meditation do it has effects on our executive functioning that prefrontal cortex planning thinking attention decision making bodily awareness our emotions our empathy what is it about? What is meditating even, right? It's focused attention to the breath. Stabilizing attention. Here's the thing. When you meditate, you're going to wander. It's all good. The thing is, bring that wandering back. Are you practicing distraction? Did you hear that long minute the other day? Are you practicing distraction? Because you have 13 tabs open on your computer. Because you're scrolling. 
on any of the endless scrolls on the computer because you are constantly looking to your phone to see if a notification went off. All these things are distraction. And again, your body doesn't know that it's good or bad for you, but it's making you easier to be distracted. So as your mind wanders in meditation, you want to bring it back. What does this do? It increases blood and oxygen to the brain. More brain power. When focusing on the breath, we involve a part of the brain called the insula, which is associated with the internal conditions of the body. Pain, temperature, heartbeat, decision-making, feeling of knowing. So during meditation, we actually, you know what's crazy is you're actually... uh, you're actually lessening the default mode. The default mode of mind is that which is always involved in our autobiographical memory. It's envisioning the future. It's fucking, what, what are others thinking about me? What should I do? It's not here and now. During meditation... Our brain goes from the prefrontal, it goes, it it wanders, but we want to bring it back to that prefrontal cortex. Let's all take a nice, nice nasal breath right here. So breathing through the nose accesses more of our executive functioning because we could get more oxygen. If there's 10 times more nitric oxide in our brain than anywhere else, think about where your your nose is literally right under your brain, right? So breathing through this nose will increase that nitric oxide, which will be better for memory, learning, Information recall. Which of these three fact or which of these three aren't going to enhance your life? Answer nah, none of them. All of them are. Trick question. They're all going to enhance your life. Nasal breathing will enhance so many different areas of your life. You know, to go back to James Nestor when he said he found doctors that didn't know. They're not taught this shit. That's the thing. They didn't know. Think about it. There's some doctors you go to, right? They're from fucking, they got their degree in like 1975. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then what? Since then, they've just been doing fucking seminars paid for by Pfizer and Merck. The fucking Statler family. Oh, you got a, oh, you're 16 and you got an ankle sprain. Here's some opioids. Oh, you got addicted to the opioids? Let me take them away from you. Oh, now you're a heroin addict? That shit's fucked up, man. If you know anybody that that shit's happened to, it's fucking sad. And that Statler family made out like bandits. They're going to fucking take $9 billion in profits. Yeah, okay. They want to tell you, oh, look, they're paying the fucking largest payout ever. You know, it's like a they got a $1.9 billion fine or something. Oh, okay. 
well, you make $10 billion and you got to give $2 billion back. You come out with $8 billion still, even though you killed millions of fucking people. Anyways, you got to take the health back into your own hands, people. I hope I've sold nasal breathing to you. I just hope you want to be healthier for yourself, make better decisions. You're not going to make the best decisions if you're not getting one of the most important nutrients in your body, oxygen. You know how long you could live without food? You know how long you could live without water? How long can you live without oxygen? Right? Extremely important. Take care of your breathing. You don't got to do like I do. And if you do start doing like I do, like where you start running and you hold water in your mouth, what you want to do, you know, hold only a little bit. You know, don't hold it where you're like you're like, like you got like, you know, chipmunk cheeks. That's where I fucked up in the beginning. And here's something crazy too. Let me tell you. All right. I know, uh, you know, conversation flows, illusions crash, baby. We're almost done here, okay? I, I'm surprised I got all this in a uh, in hundred minutes here. I know I had a lot of info for here, and I'm, I, I feel pretty good about I gave you enough to fucking make you go, holy shit. And granted, too, let me tell you something. For myself, so that I could have a better understanding of these things, so I could speak off top. 100 minutes, right? No break. No fucking cutting here. You see the YouTube videos? 10 minutes, 15 minutes, no cut. Just speaking to you. It's all because I want to be able to teach people. Again, if you live your best life, how does that not make it better for me in the world? We don't want people running around having fucking crazy ass lives. Fucking feeling all stressed out and shit got to worry about if they're going to take it out on myself another family member or fucking somewhere someone or somewhere in the community and who knows all the trickle down effects of that bullshit so i re-listen i've james I, james nestor patrick mccown um uh fucking maxwell i forget his first name fuck i forget maxwell's first name uh louis ignaro Dr. Feldman on the Huberman podcast. Fucking a, Max Strom, another uh, breathing teacher. I listen to a whole bunch of different people. I've listened to them multiple times so that I can speak this with the people in my life. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are in my life. Thank you for listening. Share it with somebody. Let them know, hey, you know, check this out. This, this, I hope this helps your life. With any of them, with anything you see me put on social media, share it. Give it to somebody else. Let them know. I'm trying to enhance your life, the life of all your friends and family, and especially <laughs> the lives of our enemies too, right? I mean, that's wild. Yeah, okay, let's not get into that maybe. All right, maybe too loving, maybe too loving. Can we be too loving? Possibly. I don't know. Ooh, that's some wild. All right, we're not. 
we've crossed some bit. We don't want to get bit. We don't want to go there. Don't. Okay. Friends and family. All right. Let's start there. <laughs> our community. Okay. So go ahead and share this with whoever else you want. Nasal breathing for the win. Uh, listen to this over again. Put the water in your mouth. What I was going to tell you really quick, though, when I started also, again, I, I'm known typically to my, to my training partners, my friends, my family. I have an incredible gas tank, a lot of cardio. And, uh, oh, man. So a lot of cardio, incredible gas tank. When I started with the water in my mouth and I had to force nasal breathing... I literally could only do like a mile and it was hard as fuck. It really was. And then at some point last year, I think like within six months and granted again, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm an athlete. All right. But I could now like, and I could now I could nasal breathe, uh, for a nine mile hill run hour and a half through the hills, nasal breathing. So allow yourself to be more efficient. Allow yourself to reap all the benefits of breathing through your nose. Thanks for listening. That's what I got. We're going to have some cool guests coming up on the, on the water podcast. I'm always saying that, and we have had really cool guests, and we're still going to have even more cool guests. I'm going to. So, my recorder told me that the battery was low, but I thought I could get in the last few minutes. <laughs> so, here we go. Yeah, we got some cool, cool people coming on. Cool long conversations. Still going to finish up that, uh, you know, what I started with the social media going back to propaganda where we went actually back first to amusing ourselves to death a book from the 80s exploring brave new world 1984 the effect of tv and screens but we're gonna even go back further exploring propaganda a book by edward bernays sigmund freud's nephew from 1928 and I think it will give you a good idea of what's happening what's going on what's going wrong oh what's going wrong anyways <laughs> thanks again for being here remember every breath you take should be through your nose Every single breath should be through your nose and you will be healthier. <laughs> be love, everybody. Be loved. Thanks again for being here. <laughs>